What's up, guys? Welcome to the Humans of MarTech podcast. His name is John Taylor. My name is Phil Gamash. Our mission is to future-proof the humans behind the tech so you can have a successful and happy career in marketing. Influencers. Influencers everywhere. Following everything an influencer says is the new smoking. It's not good for your health. You absolutely should follow some smart people on the internet. It's an awesome way to learn about the industry and gain perspective on new trends, uh, staying up on new skill sets. However, and I caution you, you shouldn't blind them, blindly follow them or trust everything they say. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to talk about the best ways to integrate influencers into your marketing education. Let's dive in. Influencers. Influencers everywhere. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I can't help it. It's who I am. Um, so one of the things that that gets me a lot, and and, and as show we get to talk to a lot of uh, folks at the beginning of their careers, is this pressure on new marketers to create a brand or to become an influencer themselves. And I'll call this out right now: this is total bullshit. Um, it's completely unproductive for you as a new marketer to spend all this time and energy building your brand and becoming an influencer. This is not the only path to success in marketing. And I actually think it puts you undue, it puts you under undue pressure to, to post and publish and to come up with a LinkedIn post and then pressure yourself whether you get enough likes on this or whatever. Mm-hmm. Take it from two people who have developed their craft over time, Phil and myself, and have had very successful careers without quote unquote becoming influencers, current podcast notwithstanding. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my advice is always to take time and practice your craft. This isn't about not creating a brand. I'm not saying be an anti-brand. What I'm actually really saying is build your brand up as an organic, um, natural extension of the work that you do. If you love to post on social media, I mean, do it. I mean, have a lot of fun with it. But if you're an introvert and you really struggle with this, you don't have to do this. And the same goes, I think, a little bit more around following influencers, like getting caught up in this hype, getting caught up on this, like keeping in mind that People do have motives around becoming an influencer, and I think that's something to be to re- be really considerate of. Yeah, I think one of the cool episodes that we had with uh, when we did our top Martech prospects uh, series, uh, I think it was Augustine who was on the show, and he he asked a couple of cool questions about that. And you you had a similar rant on um, you know like why it's like not super important when you're early in your career to to go all in on on social and like try to be portrayed as as this expert who's like a couple of years out of out of high or out of university or whatever so uh, i love i love that advice um i think that there's a ton that you can learn from from influencers before you you try to to pretend to be one of them um but i think like something on top of um you know performance when you're early in your career and and diving into your craft uh something that you know maybe folks shouldn't completely miss out on is is still the networking part of it right so whether you're at a big company or a small company chat with the folks in that company and um, get sort of like a nice awareness of what they're working on have them introduce you to like marketers that they know at other companies and you start to like grow your network organically in that sense I don't think that you need to wait until you're like uh, five six seven years into your career uh, before you can you can start doing that I think that there's uh, there's cool takeaways that you can get from from diving into some of that networking stuff uh, early in your career as well 
Yeah, and I think there's like a false equivalency around this. I, I couldn't agree more. Networking is, is core to being a successful marketer. The level and degree to which you network is is variable. And I think starting at home, making sure you have good relationships with the people that you work with, because that mm. is your network. Uh, and those people know lots of people and they're going to go off and learn and, and meet lots of other people. And it's a great way to build your brand and build your brand and root it in authenticity. Um, the influencer conversation is one that, uh, you know, people look at that and they think, I got to be an influencer because these people are so successful. It's all social media. It's all a game. You know, you could live an Instagram life and uh, uh, not have a reality. And I, I was saying this to my wife the other day, like we had our kids and my two kids, my two daughters in the bath. And I said, you know, you could take a picture of these guys as a bubble bath or like had these <laughs> bubble bath beards on. So we could post this to Instagram and everybody would be like, wow, what a happy and amazing family. Meanwhile, my eldest was pretty much trying to drown my youngest. And I'm like, but we're not going to post that on social media. Keep that in mind when you're looking at influencers is they're, they're cherry picking what they want us to share. They're sharing their best wisdom. They're putting their best foot forth. Networking is about having a holistic picture of people, right? So when you're networking and I've worked with you for, for three years and we've done great work together and then you decide that you need or you, you have a recommendation and I'm looking to recommend somebody. I know what you're like at your lowest, right? And I also understand what you're at your best. So when I recommend you, it's a totally, it's a holistic picture of what what's happening here. When you're on social, you know, beating your own drum, it's a it's a little bit cherry picked. So, cautionary tale there. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, with that being said, like how how have you personally used um, influencers or like smart people in in marketing, whether it be on Twitter, LinkedIn, or whatever? Like how how have you used them personally uh, for your your growth in your career as a marketer? Yeah, I think I I follow quite a few uh, folks, particularly on LinkedIn. Um, however, I'd say most of my influencer kind of exposure has come through reading articles and doing research, right? I have an idea uh, or I want to learn a little bit more about SEO. I, I go to the Moz blog and next thing I know, I'm reading a bunch of posts by Rand Fishkin, who once was at Moz or Sirius Shepherd, uh, and others who are, who are doing this. And next thing you know, you're like, oh yeah, like these, these people aren't influencers necessarily in the sense of I'm going out to social media and I can't wait for their next tweet. They're influencer as as and they put really interesting things into the universe and provide a different perspective. I'd also say like reading books, like books mm -hmm. is such it, it's a lost form, but we have to remember that anything that's in paperback form as published needs to be peer reviewed. And that's actually super important. You know, things that go out on, on LinkedIn or Twitter. Uh, again, no offense to the wisdom that's being shared there, but it's not peer reviewed necessarily. And and people who have differences of opinion don't necessarily feel comfortable providing, hey, I disagree with something like mm -hmm. I'm not going to go actively disagree with people because first of all, I don't want to be rude. Second of all, I don't want to diminish anybody else's value, right? Like there's perspectives out there that are important. So I guess I would say the last piece is, is that I follow influencers to round out my perspective, to get different perspectives and integrate it into my own, you know, keeping my mind open that I don't know everything. Trust me, I don't know everything. <laughs> but when I see something smart, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, this is a different way of looking at things. So mm -hmm. what about you, Phil? How, how do you kind of use, you know, follow influencers or integrate them into, into your own learning? Yeah, for me, I've, I've like discovered influencers organically. Like I've never kind of like set out and said like, okay, like who are the top five uh, influencers in this like email marketing problem that I'm trying to solve? And then like I go follow those folks. It's, it's more of like, 
when I have a specific problem or I'm trying to like figure something out, I'll, I'll go on Google and I'll, or I'll go on Twitter and I'll ask a question. And like the folks that have created content around this, like I'll check it out. And the articles that are like the most legit, those are the authors that I'll go on their Twitter profile or, or LinkedIn and, and start following them. Right. Like I've, I've been able, um, it's not like a peer reviewed thing. They haven't written a book or some of them have, but like I've taken the time to like check out the content that they've shared. And I've kind of like given them my check mark in terms of like, I, I thought this was super cool. I thought this was novel. And, um, I'm including those folks as kind of influencers on my list so I'm actually a huge uh, Twitter fan um, I, I use LinkedIn a lot as well um, but I like that like on, on Twitter you can use lists so I have uh, a bunch of different lists on on Twitter, uh, but one of them is uh, my my secret list called Elite Marketers. Mm-hmm. And when I stumble across uh, a tweet or like someone who's sharing a piece of content from someone that's super legit, I'll just like go and add them to that list. And I check that list like weekly. Um, what what content did some of these influencers share? Is there some of the stuff that I can learn from that? So mm-hmm. you know, I, I I love the idea that you're you're kind of pitching here as like influencers help you round out your kind of uh, general awareness understanding mm-hmm. of uh, the marketing field as a whole um, and I think that there's like totally something to that as well as like helping um, you get out of a rut or like a problem or something mm-hmm. like that it's a great way to, to discover like legit influencers that you know have helped you solve a problem I mean I'm always amazed about how organized you are Phil on these types of things like you have a list of people that you follow I, I respect the heck out of it and I think it's a good tip for listeners actually is to curate these lists and you know find people who are sharing smart wisdom the other thing for our listeners you should hit Phil up he's got the best list of like annotated bibliographies every time that I have a thing I'm researching I'm like hey Phil what's your best articles on growth marketing and you send over like this super legit list so um, yeah yeah, part of that is um, like the class that I teach. I, I I like to give all the the resources and like this big uh, bibliography notes uh, at the end. So I'm I'm like constantly trying to update my my slides and stuff like that. I teach a class on on Martech. So like as you yeah. as you know, like Martech changes pretty fast. Like I I teach two or three times a year and like even like the class that I teach at the start of the year versus the end of the year I'll go over my slides and be like "Uh, I don't know if I agree with my point of view there and like "Uh, I've read this one article that actually like turns my opinion on its head there and I'm going to share both Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah it's a it's a nice way of kind of keeping updated um, but yeah um, I like one thing that kind of popped into my head now is is, is we're kind of talking like I was I was on that Twitter list uh, the other day and uh, some of the folks that were on there uh, were added like a long time ago. Um, like mm-hmm. I started, I started this list like back in like 2010. Like I was early on Twitter, and um, one thing that I, I kind of find fascinating that you've you've spoken of before. Um, I think you you coined it graduating influencers, and um, <laughs> I, I love that. Why, why don't you explain that to the folks? Yeah, and I also want to be like this is a big caveat here because I want to I want to be like so clear because I want to be neutral and not step on anybody's toes. I have absolutely nothing against any influencer at all. Like anybody who's being an influencer who's brave enough and bold enough to put themselves in the public eye, like massive amounts of respect. I I truly believe that anybody who's who's putting themselves in that position deserve our respect. Um, as somebody who's somewhat introverted on social, like I, I'm also a little envious of the fact that people are brave enough to put themselves on video and share their wisdom. So yeah, totally. like if I'm if I sound like I'm throwing shade, please know that I'm just like I'm being very genuine about this. Okay. So with that, like let's talk about this, right? 
somebody who jumps in my mind as, as somebody who's very prominent for new marketers is Neil Patel. He's a digital marketer, SEO. He has done so much for this community, uh, and he is, I find, particularly valuable for folks at the start of their career. I do think that, like some of the wisdom he shares, he definitely has advanced articles out there. Uh, but I do think the wisdom he brings is is really palatable and really, really powerful for folks at the beginning of their their career. However. If you're an SEO like myself, you know, 10 years of experience, you start to outgrow some of that that advice and that wisdom, and you need more wisdom. So, you know, Neil, I really appreciate everything that you helped with. I'm, you know, I'll, I'm still following you, but what I'm doing now is I'm looking for more advanced SEO practices. Like, I don't want to understand, like, the, the top ways to, you know, structure my page. I want to know what the impact of migrating my website to React is going to be on on my on my SEO. These are very advanced topics. So I'm reading things like the Definitive Guide to JavaScript and, and SEO, the 2021 edition. Um, I'm reading deep dive articles and analysis on Moz from people like Dr. Pete or Sears Shepard, where you're going into like the deep bowels of the technical SEO <laughs> land. I follow people on on LinkedIn who are super technical on the SEO front, so that I can get that that uncommon wisdom. So throughout your career, identify those opportunities like I, I think you should actually always be reading about one level above where you're currently at at mm -hmm. least one level above you you want to be challenged by the knowledge that you're seeing and I think like this is something I've integrated from my my, my coding practice is that if it's easy I try to figure out where I can go make it harder because you you force your brain to make new connections and I think that for influencers is super important if you're finding here like you know confirmation bias from an influencer time to time to upgrade a little bit here <laughs> I love that you picked uh, Neil Vitell and uh, Rand Fishkin as like the two, the two influencers in in your example there. I like uh, Rand was tweeting the other day. Uh, he said something like, oh, "I love this like marketing Twitter community, except for that one guy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like Rand and, and Neil have always had um, these uh, these heated Twitter exchanges a few times. But I love I love the space, and I'm obviously uh, a massive Rand Fishkin fan. I think. I still remember reading his uh, his letter. It's it's one of the the SaaS marketing moments, right? Like where where were you when you found out that Ran was leaving Moz? Yeah. Uh, I was I was in the early days at Clifoli, and I remember uh, reading uh, that like detailed blog post, and I remember thinking like this this. I feel like this guy embodies integrity and morality, right? Like he shared like yeah. a lot of really cool, transparent things in that blog post, and um, I don't know, I, I totally huge fan of Rand. Um, and in the early days of Clipfolio, you you guys had actually worked with Rand, right? Like you you built out a dashboard template uh, and uh, <laughs> chat about that a bit. Oh man, so yeah, we we at Clipfolio oh, years ago, we got to work with Rand Fishkin. He put out a Whiteboard Friday video at the beginning of the year, and it was like a Rand Fishkin's ultimate dashboard kind of a thing. And <laughs> we were sitting at Clipfolio, and we were just rolling out this technology to be able to create templated dashboards off of widgets that we created. And I brought it to the marketing team, like Rand Fishkin, and I and I've been following Rand Fishkin for years. Such a smart guy, such a genuine human being, and honestly, like so entertaining to to watch speak. Um, but I was like, this is a huge opportunity. Let's build him his dashboard and see what happens. So behind the scenes, we actually spent about two months building out this dashboard, getting it all tweaked, uh, and then we reached out uh, to him. And through through a few you know degrees of separation, we're actually able to get in contact with him. And I can't even describe like how grateful we were at the time because like he had an executive assistant and we like got like a half an hour on his schedule and I'm like this guy is so busy, 
Um, and then he gave us a half an hour of his time and, and just talking to him online, I was like, oh, this is cool. I didn't say mm-hmm. any words, by the way, I <laughs> definitely was, was not at that pay grade yet. <laughs> um, but we ended up getting him to review the dashboard and he promoted it on social. He gave us a few, some, some genuine feedback. Like he actually took the time to, to give us some feedback, little clifolio and, and he took some time and he helped us promote it on social. And it was, it was like easily one of the highlights of my career, you know, working with an influencer for his caliber, uh, but also of his, his ethics and morality, like genuine smart dude. Yeah. Super cool project. I remember, um, like Rand wasn't the only one that you guys, uh, collaborated with, right? Like there was, uh, like Andy Crestedina had one too. Like there was a couple yeah. other ones. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Andy Crestedina up there with like just genuine, smart, cool people yeah. and, uh, you know, awesome speakers to, to, to be involved with. Yeah. Huge Andy fan as well. Um, Okay, why, so like we, we talked about like some of the, the negative things to, to keep in mind with uh, with influencers, like you're following them. Like one thing that we didn't really dive into that I want to touch on is um, this thing that you, you mentioned to me uh, when we were chatting offline is uh, confirming uh, this sort of like bias that you might have, right? Like confirmation bias when you're in this like echo chamber of influencers that you're following and like I'm, I'm I caught myself in this trap often is like look at like the the diversity in in the in the folks that you're following and like Mm -hmm. everything that that they're sharing like is it um is it that helpful is it like different than what other folks are sharing so like how what tips do you have for folks on like making sure that like you're diversifying uh this list of voices that you're you're kind of following and you're not like getting caught in this uh, confirmation bias trap yeah, I mean, confirmation bias is such a trap, right? Like you find yourself going to these social media places and nodding your head in agreement too much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you need you need to get you need to be challenged. You need to have your perspective uh, uh, challenged from time to time, but that doesn't mean you have to go find controversial figures. And I think that's a fine line, right? We don't need to go find somebody who just like you you can't you can't find any common ground with. But I think. You know, the best influencer out there, they hold a flashlight to your opinions and show you the outer edges of where things are, right? They're they're not just saying or repeating the same things everybody else are. They're providing a layer of perspective and wisdom to these things. Like another guy I follow on, on LinkedIn, Dave, Dave Gerhardt, uh, like... I love following him because you can tell that first of all he's a genuine dude as well and he throws out this like short pithy wisdom that is hey this is take it or leave it like he doesn't he doesn't invest in you liking his content he invests in providing you with perspectives and 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 helping you understand things from a different angle I'd also say like, you know, we we talk about this uh, fairly often um and we're going to have an upcoming episode on this but like if you're following a bunch of, you know, Phil and I are both white guys. Like if you're following a bunch of white people, like uh, white men, like uh, take a look at that, right? There's, there's perspectives um, and, and, and all kinds of opportunity to get different perspectives on that, on that regard. So I think it's important to integrate a lot of different opinions and perspectives. And again, feeling challenged is a, is a, is a really good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, one one thing that kind of emerges out of that once you you start to like include different perspectives is kind of like something that you kind of discover over time is like separating the fluffy influencers, so to speak, from like the legit, like smart people. Um, and like, it, it, it's not that easy to distinguish the two when you're, you're early in your career, right? Like someone that you're, you're following might be like sharing something like, Oh, marketing is actually like about psychology. And like the, the tweet got like 260 likes, um, like, what I love to do is figuring out the difference between a fluffy and a 
legit influencer, um, the, the difference to me kind of lies in the content itself. So like if they're sharing like fluffy one or two lines, like uh, Dave Gerhardt is like, he's, he's reached a level of like marketing celebrityism where like he doesn't yeah. need to, he doesn't need to back up what he says with content. Like he did that when he was at drift, like he's, he's like pretty much like Rand Fishkin level celebrity in, in marketing. But, um, you know, there's a lot of folks that aren't nowhere near that, uh, celebrity level yet, but, um, like the stuff that they're sharing, like I dig deep on the content, like read it. The fluffy influencer is just repeating the same things that are already shared at nauseum on Twitter and on LinkedIn. They're just putting a different spin on it. And you know, a lot of the time the fluffy influencers are actually just like talking about themselves. So <laughs> Yeah. Like real experts are the folks that are focusing on their field, their craft, like the shit that they're sharing is helpful to other people. And it has something to do with like their life or like their processes behind the scenes. Like it's not just like something fluffy about like, um, yeah, I don't want to throw out examples, but yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. they, they, they are opinion they are opinionated. They, they drive real discussion. And yeah, like what I go back to is like valuable practical shit, right? Like if you're not sure if someone is legit or not, like check out the stuff that they shared or check out the stuff that they wrote, watch a video. And like, you can quickly get a sense of, you know, like what they're saying, if they're able to back some of that stuff up. But uh, yeah, it, it's tricky, right? Like it can be super tricky for someone mm -hmm. early in their career to kind of like diagnose the two. Um, yeah. what, 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 what tips do you have for kind of like spotting the, the, the false idols? Uh, the nerves that we both have talking about this that we don't want to throw <laughs> any like anybody who's listening who thinks that we're throwing any shade we're not but like you list as a listener also kind of nod your head in agreement like yeah yeah we have encountered this like that somebody's doing this for themselves and not benefiting the community and um it's hard it's really hard and i'll and i'll tell you here's a confirmation bias before i kind of answer your question but here's a confirmation bias that i found in myself and this happened uh you know last year at one point i follow somebody who who who's really big in into like the content space and and brand and influencer space and i, I kept on finding myself thinking this is real fluff and what i realized when i dug a little deeper and i did dig a little deeper was that it was, it was the fact that I'm a technical marketer, right? Like for me, the value of marketing comes from like performance marketing, from SEO, from growth marketing, from having technical chops. And then when I realized like, wait a minute, I don't know anything about brand the way that this person does. And that's why I've seemed like fluff. So you have to dig deeper and also recognize that those perspectives outside of your core discipline are super important. So what might look like fluff from 30,000 feet doesn't look so fluffy when you actually start implementing this on your own. Hmm. But like we both know that, that, that sometimes there's a sniff test and people just don't, influencers just don't pass that, pass that. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a, that's a good take. Like I, I, it, yeah, like too often I try to like compare how valuable someone's content is based on like if I can use that like practically in my life. But it, it doesn't mean that like if I can't use something that like someone else is reading this, uh, can't use this itself, right? Yeah. Like I guess the, the point that we're trying to drive home is like you have to be careful with kind of idolizing these these influencers, right? Like instead of saying like, wow, Rand Fishkin is so cool. I want to be like Rand and I want to do what Rand does. Like you should instead be saying things like, wow, Rand is fascinating. And it's, it's, he's really made me rethink my take on mobile versus desktop SEO and how like mobile maybe didn't kill desktop. Uh, like I, I still remember that, that, that tweet that he shared. So instead of it yeah. being like, I want to be those influencers and I want to have their lives. It's like, you know, take, take everything with a grain of salt, like digest the content, get insights out of it and, you know, learn as you kind of grow, but you, you don't necessarily have to like redo everything those influencers are doing. 
and the the episode title is Beware False Marketing Idols. And I think this is like I took some religious studies back in back in the university days and like biblically, you know, uh, uh, God came down and was like, hey, we, we can't be doing this anymore. You can't have all these false idols. And it's not because of the power. It's not because of the idols themselves. It's not because of the people themselves. It's how we treat them. Right. And putting these people like Rand Fishkin on this huge pedestal it is not fair to them. And it's not fair to yourself. And said, like you said, like really like the idea of unpacking the individual snippets of wisdom. Rand is going to say something that you don't agree with. And he should, because he's a real human being who develops his opinions in real time, just like all of us. Um, so don't put these guys on false pe uh, false pedestals. You know, look at them like real human beings. Don't put this undue pressure on them as well. To, to Like they have to meet some kind of false expectation because you follow them as an influencer. Like really look at them as just rounding out your own opinion, your own education. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's a nice distinction um, that like new marketers can make in like you, you call them like graduate graduating levels of, of influencers. But like, you know, we have a podcast. Um, I wouldn't describe us as influencers, but I would describe us as someone who can provide insights for new marketers that are early in their careers, right? Like we're 10, 15 years into our career. So we have like things to add um, to folks that are like a bit earlier in that journey. But when you're early in your journey and you're like taking advice from someone like Rand, who's like 25, 30 years into their marketing journey, like it, it's completely different type of advice. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you sleep at night, JT? Are, are we influencers? I don't sleep at all, guys. I, <laughs> I stay up all night contemplating the next tweet that I'll send out. Don't follow me. <laughs> at no bots. Y you know what? Like the irony of this is not lost on me talking into a microphone and then publishing on the internet and then and then sharing this on LinkedIn once a week. Like this is <laughs> this is definitely something that is there's there's no there's a little bit of irony here and it's not lost on me. Um how do I sleep at night with this type of thing? Like this was actually a conversation we had when we first started the podcast. It's like neither one of us had really thinks that way of oh god you know i need to have uh this huge following like i i really haven't spent any time thinking about it that way however like i have my own personal goals in life and and a huge part of this as you hinted upon is is i enjoy helping other people like my personal mission statement is to help unlock the potential in others and as a manager that's what i try to do uh as a human individually i try to do that by living and, and leading by example um, so when I think about the things that we do for the, the podcast, it's always a litmus test. Like, do I believe that there's value in what I'm creating? We don't try to recreate new episodes on, you know, all the basics that, that have been covered ad nauseum by people who are smarter and have more credibility than us. Right. We try to do things that are a little bit different and try to unpack things. So ultimately, like it's kind of this ironic thing. Like you want to create content, you want to help others, but you can't do it if you don't have reach. So you got to do a little bit of marketing for yourself. It's hard to sleep at night. <laughs> you heard it here, folks. Um, keep an eye on uh, influencers on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Um, make sure you're not picking false idols. Don't want, don't try to like emulate everything they do. Uh, learn from their perspective. Uh, learn from them trying to solve specific problems, but yeah, don't put them on fake pedestals. Yeah. And uh, in the in the notes of this episode, we'll drop a, a bunch of names uh, that we that we follow that I think are are legit um, smart people. Um, but uh, yeah, this was really cool, uh, JT. Um, yeah, the irony isn't isn't lost on us, and uh, hopefully this uh, this kind of gets accepted well. Yeah. All right, guys. See ya. All right, guys. Chat with you very soon.